Awesome. So I want to introduce Greg Moore. I did that briefly yesterday, but Greg and Janice have been friends for a long, long time. And God has just supernaturally worked it out that Greg has come to help run the third year uh, business school. And he's also working in our world outreach with our directors of our other Bible schools all around the world. And Greg is a great blessing. He is a pastor's heart. And I have seen the fruit of his ministry. I've been to his church many times, and I tell you, he's, uh, it's awesome. I'm, I often have asked people to come minister that I've never heard them minister before because I've seen the fruit. And some people think, well, that's strange. But you know what? I, anybody can preach a good sermon one time. Looking at a person's life and what fruit it produces is a greater indication of who they are and their integrity than just one message. And I tell you, he's got great fruit, lasting fruit, uh, multiple churches that he's done. So anyway, this is Greg Moore, uh, lately of Decatur, Texas, but now moving to Colorado Springs. Praise God. So come up here, Greg, and bless us. Well, I don't know if I have the same anointing as Andrew or Pastor Lawson. I have notes. Just to, just to help me keep track. <laughs> um, I've, we've been in a relationship with Andrew and Jamie for uh, over 20 years. They've come to our church. Well, they came to our, several times come to our church. And every time that they came, uh, we would have new people and new people that stayed. That, I mean, they weren't, you know, as a pastor, you like people that will come not only stay, but it'll be, but it will serve and be a blessing. And uh, man, we had, we we just had a lot of fruit from Andrew's ministry, and so he sowed a lot in us. And and now I'd never fathomed uh, uh, being here today. We just uh, we just transitioned our church of uh, 20, uh, 24 years to a son in the faith. And uh, I'm not going to go into the details about how we ended up here, but uh, but we're here, and we I mean that's the, I, I feel like. I feel like that I'm I'm actually in what uh, the the fulfillment of the destiny God has for me, so it, it's it's awesome. Uh, the third year business school that I'm going to be directing, Paul Milligan is at, uh, who is uh, Andrew's board member, who was an elder in my church for uh, for 24 years. He's the architect of that, and uh, in this business school, we're we're going to help you. Uh, be su- be successful in the marketplace. Do you, you realize that 95% of Bible school students are going to end up ministering in the marketplace? That's that's where that's where it's going to that's where you're going to end up. That's where you're going to minister. And so we want to help you. We want to equip you to be successful in the marketplace. We're going to uh, help you to uh, if you if you want to start a business if you have that in your heart. Um, then we're going to help. We're going to help you from A to Z. You know, go. You know, get a business plan. Find out. Uh, do demographics. Find out if your product or service will actually make money. Uh, you know how to get money to start your business. Mark, uh, we're going to go over marketing, uh, all the internet, all the uh, technologies. Uh, and we've got people specialists in business who are spirit filled and grace oriented. They're going to come and help make you successful take the potential that you have on the inside of you that's andrew's heart 
is to help you be the best you that God called you to be. And I mean, it's just awesome. This business school is is just going to be powerful. We're we're going to see we're going to see uh, the world reached, uh, churches planted all over the world, missionaries supported, more Bible schools started because the bottom line is we're going to help you create. We're going to help you identify how to create wealth for the kingdom of God. It's awesome. And then we're going to help train you to help bring us some sound business principles into the church. Man, do we need that? Lord, have mercy, we need that. Some, some pastors don't even know how to read, read a budget or do a budget or <clears throat> read a financial statement. And man, we need, we, we're going to help you with that. So it's going to be, it's going to be a blessing. And uh, that's in the third year, and boy, we're, we're excited about that. I want you to turn to 3 John 2, and I'm, I'm using New King James, okay? Updated version of the Bible. All right, New King James, so 3 John, verse 2. And I want to talk to you today about the grace to prosper. All right? Look at your neighbor and say, this is for you. (laughs) The grace to prosper. How many of you want the grace to prosper? All right, 3 John, uh, verse 2, says, Beloved, I pray, we just talked about praying, This this is a good prayer, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now, notice the connection there of, of prosperity, which is financial and material prosperity, and, and, and physical health with soul prosperity. Did you see that? We're going to prosper. And be, How many of you want to prosper and you want to, you want to walk in health? <clears throat> Larry, God's restoring you completely. The restoration is yours. It's already on deposit in your account. And I mean, we're seeing progress, but, we're, but, but you ain't seen anything yet. And we're, you get that, message that, get that message that Barry preached yesterday, and you see yourself well. But see, it's all, all that we need financially, all that we need physically in terms of our health, it's already been placed on deposit in our account. You know, most people when they're... Uh, and I'm, look, I pastored for 27 years, 24 in one place. And you, and, I, and you can learn a lot about people just listening to them pray. Right? And, but most people's prayers... They're coming to God like they're going to a loan officer, a bank officer, for for a loan, an unsecured loan. And so, you know, if it's an unsecured loan, you you don't know you you don't know whether you're going to get that loan or not, right? I mean, it's just it's just up to the mercy of the loan officer. But if you go to that same loan, you you go to that same bank, all right, and let's say you've got a hundred thousand dollars. On deposit in that bank, you can go to that same loan officer, teller, whatever. I mean, you don't. You can. You can frown. You can scowl. You could cuss. You could be rude. 
You could be, I mean, you could be anything. You write that check, if it's on deposit in your account, you're going to get the money. And so, you, we already have on deposit in our spiritual account everything we need that pertains to life and godliness. All financial blessing that you need to accomplish the will of God, it's already on deposit. And, and all you've got to do is ask for it. And you know, you don't have to be perfect in your asking. You just have to know what's on, de- on deposit. Amen? And so here he says he wants us to prosper and be in health. And we need to have a revelation of that. That we already have that in our, in our account. And, all, and so when we go, we're, we don't doubt. But notice it says, as our soul prospers. Now that's the kicker. And I've just seen a lot of Christians, their soul's not prospering. That's why you need to come to Bible school. You get your soul in line with your spirit. Our problem's not our spirit, it's, our, it's right here between our ears and our emotions. Amen? That's, what, that's where the trouble is. And, I, and as a pastor, I've seen people for years get stuck. That, I mean, they're praying they're praying scriptural prayers. They're speaking the word, you know, they're all this, but they're they're either not prospering or they're not walking in health. And and it doesn't take me very long to spend time with them, and find out their soul's not prospering. Let me let me give you an example in the, in the realm of prosperity. There, there's a lot of people who are greedy or covetous, and so and so they're and they're desperate and they're praying out of out of carnal desires and. Um, Instead of contentment, knowing that God's already provided it. Do you, you, you know what I'm saying? Yes. had a guy one time in my church in South, in South Texas. I pastored, and um, nobody liked that here, I'm sure. But he, he came to me, wanted me to pray. Agree with him, prayer. And he, and, and he wanted me to pray for a new car. And listen, I'd seen his car. It was a bomb. I mean, the headliner was down. You couldn't, you know, he couldn't see in the rearview mirror. I mean, it smoked. I mean, you didn't want to be behind it. I mean, it was rusted out, bald tires. I mean, man, this, this, I'm, listen, I'm ready. I'm ready to, I'm ready to pull out my wallet and invest. I'm not only going to pray, I'm going to invest in this guy's, in this, in this guy's new car. And so he, he said, you know, Pastor, will you pray, pray with me for this car? And, and yeah, I, man, I'm, I'm ready to grab his hand. I'm ready to come down here. Yeah, let, man, let's, let's pray. And I'm, and I'm coming down here. And, and all of a sudden, well, let me not do it with Gary. Let me do it with Ashley because Ashley reminds me, you know, a little bit. But he's younger. No, I'm teasing. Anyway. Anyway. So I'm, I'm starting to pray. And he stops. And he said, he, he pulls his hand away. And he said, wait, 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 wait. I, I've heard a message about, and God's been speaking to me about being specific in my prayer. And I said, okay. You know, I'm thinking, all right, what kind of car are you on? Said, That's fine. I don't, have a, I don't have a problem with that. <clears throat> well, he said, I want you to agree with me for a cherry apple red Corvette. <laughs> Well, I know how much I had an idea how much the guy made, and you know he can't afford the insurance on it to start with. But it, that wasn't the big deal. The deal was, 
He had a family. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he, had a, he had a wife. Him, let's count. He had a wife. No, I mean himself. He had a wife. That's two. He had a, he had a teenage son. That's three. And, and then she was great with child. That's about to be four. And I said, you know, you're going to have to help me here. The last, cor- the only Corvettes I've ever seen, they only seek two people. You're going to have four, and you're going to try to fit four into this. Or you're going to, you're going to tie the teenager on the top, put your wife, put your wife in the trunk, or you're going to drive the Corvette and let her drive the bomb. And I said, no, I'm not praying with you. That's selfish. You're just greedy. You're just covetous. You don't have grace. You don't have grace for a two-seat any kind of car. No, no, not right now. Not with that bomb that we need to, you know, we need to put in the junkyard. No, you don't have, see it. So a lot of Christians that that's that guy's soul wasn't prospering. He was selfish. His focus was on moi. Right? And so, you know, look, we need to we need to help people. We need to be good soul doctors. Right? I mean, look, let's not let's when people pray, let's make sure that what we're agreeing with them about that it is in 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 fact on deposit that it is in their account that it is actually part of God's grace already. That guy didn't have grace at the present for a Corvette. He needed a station wagon, a minivan, or an SUV. Amen? He got upset, mad, left the church. Soul still unprosperous. Driving a bomb. I'm telling you, we could have... I mean, we probably would have done what, what Lawson just... Uh, in his church just did and helped one of our directors whose car bombed out and to get another car. We would have taken it. I would have helped him. Amen? But you know what? There's a lot of people don't get help. A lot of people don't prosper because their soul's not prospering. And so that, that's the way it is in the kingdom and it stops us. It hinders us. God, see, He wants us to prosper. How many of you want to prosper? But it's as your soul prospers. And so, if you're impulsive instead of patient, that's not a prosperous soul. You just want to buy everything your little beady eyes set themselves on? (laughs) If If you're stingy, mingy, greedy gut, Instead of generous? That's not a prosperous soul. Are you listening to me? If you're lazy, instead of diligence, God didn't give, look, God didn't give you grace to be lazy. Grace is God's enablement. His divine enablement. He didn't give you grace to be lazy. And then some people, they're just, you know, in the name of grace, they're just sitting around waiting on God to send it to them. And, and, and four people offered them jobs. I'm thinking, 
You don't have grace to turn down jobs when you need money. <laughs> Good preaching, Pastor Greg. Amen. <laughs> And then there's a lot of people have this ownership attitude instead of steward. We're stewards, man. I haven't seen a I haven't seen a U-Haul uh, following a hearse yet. <laughs> hadn't seen any. Amen. And then you just got you just have a whole lot of people that really are ruled by the love of money. And that's not a prosperous soul. It's like when... when how, how many of you would like to know how to overcome the love of money? Absolutely kill it uh, in the head. You'd like to just kill it once and for all in your life. The love, I mean, we're all tempted by it. But how many of you would like to know how to keep it destroyed and under your feet? The love of money. Okay, would you like to know? Okay, Andrew will tell you next session. I'll let him. I'll let him figure that out. No, here, here's what here, here's here's what the, this this is what works for me, okay? Because I found myself struggling with that. And by the way, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Not money, the love of it. And if you find you find people who have fallen, leaders who have fought, had moral failures, uh, nine times out of ten you can back up, and if you if you can see into their life. And, and I've watched that because I'm a leader of leaders, and I've looked at that and I've examined that. Most of the time, they start off by compromising in the area of finances. That's where it starts. It's the love of money, not trusting God. Here, here's, how I, here's how I defeat the love of money every time. Whenever there is a conflict between a relationship and financial gain, I choose the relationship. Think about Abraham and Lot. Abraham said, here it is, it's before you, you choose. Amen? The Bible says Lot chose for himself. Then he pitched his tent towards Sodom. And I tell you guys, I, I, don't know how, I, don't, I can't tell you how much I've left on the table. I've left a lot of money on the table. But I sleep good at night. Amen? I don't look over my shoulder. I'm not, I'm not worried about people, you know, telling, you know, that I'm, you know, I've got a bad rep- reputation or I'm a bad guy or whatever. You know, a lot, a lot of us, I want a good deal on things, don't you? But, you know, is it really a good deal if you just squeeze the blood out of that person? And you, you went away saying, man, I got a good deal. And, and that person's going away and they're blessing you out real good. Sometimes, sometimes you just need to pay somebody. Sometimes you just need... You, know, you ever had a garage sale? You ever make much money on that? You work, you work two weeks, week and a half getting that thing ready, one, you know, putting prices on and all that stuff, and you end up sending it to, sending it to Goodwill. Half of it. Make 200 bucks. Why don't you just have a giveaway sale? Just saying. But see, I, I've chosen relationships, and when I choose relationships, 
then what happens is, yeah, a lot of times I leave money on I leave money on the table. But what I've done is I've planted seed, like Barry preached yesterday, that's going into my future. Someone here has been in a long, um, drawn out financial situation where you've been taken advantage of, and and it's still it's still uh, just boiling on the inside of you. You can't control it. You've done everything you know to do. Well, I, how many of you would like to get free from that? If, that? if that's ever happened. You'd like to get free from that? Let me tell you how to get free from it. Give it. If you'll give it, it'll become a seed that will shape your future. Or you can just let it you know, build up on the inside in bitterness and it will, like Barry said yesterday, it'll become a stake that'll hold you to your past. Amen? God, Second, uh, second Chronicles, don't turn over there, just, just this one, one verse, though, it was about a, about a uh, king who paid 100,000 talents, I mean 100 uh, talents of silver uh, to, to rent the army of Israel, and God said, and the man of God said, you're, man, you're doing the wrong thing, you send them home. Uh, otherwise, you're going to lose this battle. And, and the guy says, well, what, well, the king said, well, what about the money? And he said, the Lord's able to give you much more than this. That's God's word for you. If you'll give it, you've done everything you could. If you'll give it, it'll become a seed that will shape your future in, in a positive way. Amen? All right. Now, how many of you want to prosper? Then you've got to work on your... You've got to let God... Essentially, is this: it's your soul. You just you allow God to train your soul to be in line with your spirit, and you just you just act and live like Jesus. How did Jesus handle things? How did Jesus treat money? How did Jesus, uh, you know, what was his, what was his thoughts about money? I, I want to just give you a few, uh, two or three scriptures about the purpose of prosperity. I'm not going to tell you anything new here, but I want, I want to establish this and I want to challenge you to really live in the purpose of prosperity. And then your soul will prosper and you'll prosper. Genesis chapter 12, verse, uh, verse 1, you, you, know, you know the story. This is God speaking to Abram. And, uh, and He said, The Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family, from your father's house, to a land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. Everybody say, I will bless you. And make your name great. Say that. Make your name great. And you'll be a blessing. I will bless you, and you'll be a blessing. And if you want to know what prosperity, biblical prosperity is this, God wants to bless you so you can be a blessing. If, if prosperity ends with you, it's not biblical prosperity. The guy that was praying for the cherry apple red Corvette, that wasn't biblical prosperity. That was easy to discern. This guy was selfish. If, if, if whatever you're praying about only stops at you, it's not Bible prosperity. If it ever ends with you, forget it. That's, it's not God. I can tell you right now. You're not, God's not going to prosper you. It's people who have this mindset. God, I'm open for You to bless me that I might be a blessing. That's it. 
That's, what I, that's how I live. That's what I live for. That's, that's what I, I, it's God, when I come into a room, uh, I, Lord, would you, would you help me leave these people better off than when I found them? You ever, you ever had someone come in a room and after they left, everybody's talking, man, you know, <laughs> I hope that guy doesn't return. That, I, this, is, this is my prayer. It's God, I, this, is, this is my heart. God, when I go into a place, it doesn't matter, into a home, wherever I'm at, Lord, I want to leave people better off. See, that's, that's prosperity. Then, then that, you know what I'm doing? I'm praying, I'm listening, we're going to a meeting. I mean, it's like, since I've been here, I've been one meeting to another. <laughs> but I'm saying, Lord, would you, give, would you give me wisdom? I told Andrew the other day, we had, I had to miss uh, who, who was, I think I had to miss Daniel and uh, and Arthur and and uh, and Andrew because I was in a meeting and I said Andrew your ministry is keeping me from your ministry <laughs> but <laughs> I mean there's a lot there's a lot, there's a lot going on and uh, but but it's like when I, when I'm going I, into a meeting when I'm when I'm going to to a lunch with someone, when I'm doesn't matter wherever I'm, if I'm going with my grandchildren, going with my children. Listen, Lord, I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. Would you make me a blessing? Would you show me what they need? I'm not thinking about what I can get out of it. It's what can I give? Too many Christians, even maybe one or two here. It's just about what I get. It's just about my needs. Look, look, look next to you, to the right and the left. There's real people. Do you think maybe God, you think it's possible that God may have a divine connection for you during these meetings? Sometimes the thing you've been praying about so I, I, I believe firmly in revelation, in revelation of grace. But I'm telling you, God builds His kingdom not only in revelation, but, but relationship. And many times we're praying for something, and the supply of God's grace is in a divine connection that's sitting right next to you. That you just don't, you don't have the time because you're focused on what I can receive, what I can get out of this thing. But see, God's called us. God's called us to prosper. But prosperity is this, guys. Real simple. It's it's that you are you are blessed to be a blessing. And if it stops at blessed, you're not blessed. It's not biblical prosperity. Then Deuteronomy eight says the same thing, essentially. Um, just look over there, and, and I'm going to get one or two other verses. And uh, but Deuteronomy eight eighteen. Uh, let me see if there's another verse I want to I want to read here. I think I think maybe it will read. Uh, let's read verse seven and verse nine first. Deuteronomy eight verse seven. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley. Vines and fig trees, pomegranates, all that's figurative of prosperity. 
Verse 9, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing. Everybody say, the blessing of God includes lacking nothing. A land without stones and iron, and whose hills you can uh, dig copper. And it's awesome. And, and uh, another place in, in the Old Testament talks about where you're not striving. You're not striving for it, as Lawson shared earlier. In verse 18, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the what? Power. Andrew talked about that the other day. The power to get wealth. He didn't just say He's giving you wealth. He's giving you the power. That's the, gra- the power there is the grace to create it. Say, I have the grace to create wealth. For me, for my family, and others. Amen? You do, right here. And we've got a better covenant than this. But man, the old covenant promised this. That, here's the deal, that He may establish His covenant which He swore to your fathers. See, He's about establishing His covenant with people. That's, it can't stop with you. Amen? Now turn to uh, 2, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. And let, let's look at the... I want to look at the New Testament uh, sister verse to this, alright? 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians 9. And verse 8. And God is able... Are you there? Okay, let's read it together. God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Now listen, He said, do you see right here? He's able to make all grace abound toward you. Say, you means me. Is he writing this to you? Okay. The biblical, I mean, you could just, you should write in your Bible right here. This is, this is Bible prosperity right here. 101. You don't understand this, you won't prosper. God, it's God, it's not you working for it. He said he's giving you grace for it. Now, now let me explain this to you, okay? Again, I'm a pastor. I got to break it down. You know, where sometimes sometimes the traveling teachers don't. All right? I'm just telling this is the way I, I have to explain things afterwards because people, they'll take the, something and give it to their, you know, carnal, carnal flesh and take advantage of it. I just, I just tell people, yeah, grace is unconditional. The grace to prosper. It's unconditional. It's unmerited. But it's not unconnected to your response of faith. When he told Elijah... To go to the brook Cherith, and the ravens are going to feed him there. That's where his provision was, right? Well, what if Elijah said, "Well, I don't like the brook Cherith. I want to go to the brook brook Ramoth." What would have happened to Elijah? Now, look, Elijah didn't go out and train those ravens to bring the, bring the stuff, right? But Elijah went to the brook he was spoken to go to. So there was a part that he played. The grace of God, there's got to be, the grace is God's initiative. Faith is our response. And we've got to respond. We've got to hear. We've got to listen. What is he telling us to do? 
this week? What's He speaking to you? Do you think He brought you here just to tickle your ears? Or to entertain you? Or just to give you a nice vacation? God's interested. Yeah, maybe He might do some of that. He wants to refresh you and bless you. But let me tell you something. He's interested in what Barry said yesterday about your future and about you fulfilling it. And you can't fulfill it until you hear what He says. And when, when you hear and you obey, when you hear, what you hear is God's grace. Your, your response to that is faith. And when that happens, when you, when you combine that, it's, it's a powerful uh, uh, synergy that, it, that brings an explosion in the spirit realm that will produce the thing that you've been praying for for a long time. What is He speaking to you this week? What have you heard? God say. I don't want to presume what that might be, but that some of you, He's speaking to come to Bible school, but, but many, I mean, there's many different aspects. We got Bible, we've got a wonderful Bible school here. We've got a Bible school in Atlanta, in Chicago, and in Indiana, uh, in, in Phoenix. We, we've got, we've got in, in, uh, in Plymouth and Mass- up in Massachusetts. We, we've, I'm leaving in Florida. We've got all over. So wherever you're from, you can, you can connect to this. We've got correspondence. We've got online. But what is He speaking to you? Amen? And you think about that. His grace is extended to you. But we've got to, we've got to respond. Now here, He says, His grace provides sufficiency. Do you see that? Look at it again. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8, God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all what? In all things. You know what that means? Enough. Say, I have enough. I have enough, I, I have enough to send my kids to college. <laughs> I was thinking when you were talking, Lawson, my youngest son, I've got four children, and every, every one of them, when they got 17, 18, we bought them a car. But it was a used car. Okay? It's what we had. Alright? A gift is only re- can be received only be- based on what you have, not on what you, what you wish you had. And so that's what we had. That's where we started. My youngest son, Jeremiah, said, Dad, I was getting ready to look for, have him look for a car. And, you know, I, was, I told him the parameters. And... uh you know, find find a car. You know, it's got to be. I think it was. I think it was seven thousand dollars. You got to find a seven thousand dollar car, and uh, that's what we. That's what we're going to get you. And he said, "Dad, look, I'm not trying to be. I'm not. I'm not greedy about this. But God's spoken to me. I'm going to have a new car." <laughs> what are you going to do with that? So I said, "Okay, fine." But you're going to have 7000 that that's coming from me towards a new car. And he said, that's fine. He, and I said, you know, then if you, just, if you put that 7000 in the bank, you don't spend it on a car, you're walking. Because I'm not signing for a new one. And, that, and so we did that. And you know, but you know what? Within, within a, uh, three, uh, three or four months, he was praying, believing. My oldest son got married. His wife... Had a brand new car, about I don't know, three or four months old, and uh, they didn't need two cars anymore. 
And they came and gave it to Jeremiah. <laughs> Is that awesome? Listen, whatever God puts in your heart, there's enough for. If He put it in your heart to come to school, there's money for you. If He put it in your heart to plant a church, to start a business, to do whatever He's put in your heart, there's enough. I said there's enough. There, there, you've got enough wisdom. You've got enough smarts. You've got enough ability. God has given you enough favor. You have enough to do everything God's called you to do. Everything. Say, I have enough. Say, God's grace has already provided before I got here. Enough. So there's no lack. Just start laughing at lack. <laughs> how many of you, how many of you think Jesus ever how many of you ever think Jesus faced lack? Did he ever face lack? Tell me, how many of you think he faced lack ever? He did. He he was teaching the multitudes. Right? I'm going to help you here. He was teaching the multitudes. They were hungry. He finishes he finishes session early. Well, early for him. And and so he he asked the he asked the disciples, "Don't, you know, these guys are hungry. Don't send them don't send them away." They said, "Well, you know, we only, they they checked it out. Well, we only have five loaves and two fish, and, and and this is how much money we have. Is that enough to feed this great multitude?" Jesus said, "Bring the five loaves, two fish here." If that was you, you know, when I pastored, I I knew every week what the bills were. I knew, and I had I had several employees to pay. I knew what it took. How many of you know what it takes to run your household? And then, you know, in a church, sometimes, you know, Lawson knows, sometimes it's like this. I mean, I'm talking about offerings, you know, people are gone, whatever, and it can go like this. Well, you know, used to, before God gave me this revelation, I'd, if, it was, if it was just a little, you know, even or maybe a little bit above, that's a good offering. Man, if it was up here, it was a great offering. If it was down here, that's a bad offering. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm talking about before I got this revelation. And, and the Holy Ghost spoke to me. I mean, He just, just rose up. Who said that was a bad offering? I said, I guess I did. He said, what did, I, what did I do when it didn't appear I had enough? He lifted it up. He gave thanks for what He had. He blessed it. He didn't curse it. He blessed it. He didn't curse it. He blessed it. He didn't say it wasn't enough. He blessed it and said, God, I want to thank You for these five loaves and two fish. And man, I mean, my, I told my secretary, I, 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 was, I was born at night, but not last night. I said, man, you know, from now on, every offering, you bring it in here, and we're blessing it. We're thanking God for it. It doesn't matter if it doesn't seem like it's enough, because God will multiply it if we will bless if we will thank Him for what He's provided us, He'll multiply. He'll meet the need. He'll provide for the school. He'll provide the need. He'll provide the car. Whatever it is, you, you lift it up. You give Him thanks. 
And He'll multiply. He'll bless it. That's how Jesus dealt with lack. Enough! Everybody say enough! There's enough for me. God's grace provides has provided enough. And, look at it, an abundance for every good work. Extra! 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 Enough! And extra! Enough! And extra! (laughs) Somebody's getting this. All right. Daniel, have you and Tracy ever had a need? Just give me offhand sometime in your life an amount of a need. $20,000. Ashley, have you and Carly ever had a need? Give me an amount that's real that was, you had a need at one time. $7,000. Someone else? $2.3 million. $2.3 million. All right. Someone else? I mean, could, could, 45 million. <laughs> okay. 20,000. You know, let, um, has anybody ever been, you had a $1,200 need? $1,000 need? Okay, let me ask you a question. When you when you had that need, when you were facing that that you're facing that lack or that need, did you have it in your hand? Did you have it in your bank account? If you did, you'd have it, right? You you'd spend it, right? So what did you do? Well, you you pray, yeah you yeah you sow, but I mean you ask God, not you just believe you ask and believe because. I mean, that's what your prayer is. Look, I'm asking based on what's already in my account. So, Lord, I'm coming to You, and I want to thank You. You've already provided. So, you know, here, here's this need. Now, now let, me, let me submit something to you. Do you have the need right now? No, I mean, you didn't have it. I'm talking about in your hand. When you ask, you didn't have it, right? Okay. So, <clears throat> you're asking God for it, right? Okay. Is God going to provide? Yes. Okay. Well, did He say He would provide enough? Yes. What else did He say He'd provide? Yes. Anytime, you're prov- anytime you're faced with a need, why would you stop at your need? Amen. If He's provided you enough and extra, why would you stop at your need? You don't have the 1200 You don't have the 20000 You don't have the 7000 I mean, I know you have it on deposit, but I'm talking about in your hand yet. You don't have it. Why don't you ask God for double? Why don't you give the devil a double black eye? Really? Why don't you... The enemy comes in one way, he's going to flee seven. You're going to present me with this lack? Man, I'm going to show you. You're coming to me with lack? I'm not just asking you for my need. I'm, I'm asking you for, I'm not just asking you for my church. I'm asking you for Lawson's church. I'm not just asking you for my Bible school. I'm asking you for Tom's Bible school. I'm not just asking for Kitty's. I'm asking, you know, I'm asking for Cindy's. Look, the bottom line is, guys, we, we're loaded. We are full. We've got grace to prosper. 
But it's, listen, it's, you've got to get a revelation. It doesn't stop with you. You know, financial prosperity does not stop with you. It's enough. But listen, if, it's, if all you're believing for is enough, that's not Bible prosperity. It's not. It's enough. And enough. Enough and I'm t- Ooh, man, you guys are getting this. You guys are getting this. But then when the extra comes in, make sure. Look, I, I mean, you know, I, I'm not a big seed eater. I sometimes I'll put it on salad. But, um,. Have you ever have you ever went out and planted a loaf of bread in the ground? There's times the Lord's told me, "This is for you." And then you know, I've religiously went out and planted it. See what good that does. But see, you, you God's going to give you God's going to give you bread for your need and seed to sow with. You got to believe. See, if you want to, if your soul is going to is going to prosper about, and you're going to really prosper, you got to get this in your mind, David. I know you live like this. It's not just about you. It's it's you're you're giving to other people. You're you're constantly sowing at other ministries. It's not just it doesn't stop with you. It's not enough. I'm not dissatisfied to have my building paid for. I'm not dissatisfied. Look, if I'm if my building's paid for, somebody mentioned a while ago, man, I'm gonna find if it's not paid for yet, I'm gonna sow into somebody else's. Enough and extra. Amen? Enough and extra. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and thank him for enough and extra. Thank you, Father. Enough, an extra. Now, now, now look at look at look at verse chapter eight, in verse seven, and I'm going to tell you a story, and I'm done. Is this okay this morning? Um, chapter eight really is the chapter nine. The context of it begins in, in chapter eight. Need to read things in context. Um, Verse 1, Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed in the churches of Macedonia, that in a great trial of affliction and abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. And uh, let's go down to verse um, 5. And not only as we had hoped that they first gave themselves to the Lord and then, then to us by the will of God, uh, so we urged Titus that as he had begun, he would also complete the grace in this grace in you as well. What grace is that? What grace is that? What grace is that? It's the grace of giving. Say it's the grace of giving. Now watch this. But as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us. I mean, that's faith, that's that's speaking the word. That's encouragement. It's all in diligence, but in your and walking in love. But he, but he adds one more thing. He says this: See that you abound in this grace also. This is not optional. If we're going to reach, if we're going, if we're going to build this building, if we're going, to, if we're going to train up an army that that covers the earth 
with this message of grace. If we're going to do it, guys, we've got, we've got to respond to this. We can't be satisfied with just having our bills paid. We can't live a selfish life. He says, see to it. See to it. See to it that you abound in this grace also. How many years ago, Andrew, did, did you guys start the finish out of the building over here, the school over here? Do you remember? Was it? Okay. <clears throat> so I, yeah, sometime along in there, when they bought this building, and they were, I don't know, I think it was, wasn't it? No, it was less than that. It wasn't that long ago, was it? Yeah, 04? Okay, 03. Somewhere along it, well, it was like, the, I remember... You bought the, you bought everything, but then you you got the revelation. We're not we're not borrowing money to finish it out. It was was it one point four million to finish it out? Three point two million. Okay, I, I knew it was a lot. And Andrew was at our church on a I forget a Wednesday night, maybe maybe three hundred people there. He he just shared no no pressure, just shared about hey God spoke to me. I'm not borrowing money to finish this out. We need three point two million dollars. Uh, the gra- the word of God's grace came into my spirit, and he said, "He said there's a hundred thousand in this building right now. There's a hundred thousand here, and three hundred people. I'm, oh Jesus, you know, hundred thousand. You know, I knew how much extra I had. I'm looking at my bank account, you know." And I, so I just got up and spoke it out. I, Andrew and Jamie have been, I, I can't tell you, the, it, it, their message is life-changing, but their hearts for ministers and their hearts for the body of Christ is just as is, is big as God. And we, we are, Janice and I, you're talking about us bearing fruit, we're fruit of your ministry. We were, all, we were, we were going down for the count. And and you and God's the 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 word you teach, and the love that you represent. I mean, uh, this this love that shows no favoritism between, you know, a small church, large church, whatever. We you know, we had pastors coming to the ministers' conference that were, you know, pastored five thousand. I mean, I pastored three hundred people in Decatur, Texas. It's a big church in a city of six thousand, though. Anyway, but he just they treated us like we were. You know the best, and anyway, they and they they gave, helped us. It's like, okay, now they have a need, and I want to man out of a vision more than a need, a vision, and and you know what? I mean, I can't not help them. So I said, okay, God, what's my part? And I mean, if He would have said three point two million, I would have said okay. But it, he said 100000 So I just said, there's $100,000 in this room that's going to go toward this. And so, man, I, you know, man, I, I was in faith. I, we're going to get it tonight. And I forget what the offering was. It was probably 12000 Janice and I sowed a significant seed toward it. And, and, but I t- told the people, I said, I was really bummed out, actually. <laughs> I was bummed, Barry. I was just super bummed over that. But God taught me through this that what I'm going to teach you. See, He put that in my heart. And I've, I was thinking, 
it was going to happen like that instantaneously. Well, 12000 that wasn't a bad offering. Okay, it was good. And then, and then, you know, more came in. It kind of came in, and then uh, maybe like over a few months, maybe 25000 came in. It kind of trickled in, and we got real close to $50,000. Which, by the way, on the seed that I sowed, we had some land that needed to be sold personally, and, and God sold that land for us, and we were able to... Then we, we, we planted toward what I, want, I wanted to, to give a certain amount toward that, and, uh, and we planted what we had toward it and, and regularly added to it, and then God brought, the, God brought the sale in. Well, now, fast forward. See, we were trickling along. And people in our church individually, me, uh, the, uh, you know, we kind of, I think we finally inched up to $50,000. Then suddenly, everybody say suddenly. One day, a year and a half later, we sold some land, church property that we had. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I was able to write a $50,000 check. Amen? Now listen, that might not seem a lot to you, but where I was, that was, that was big potatoes. That was awesome. And I'm telling you guys, it's all relative. The grace for you to prosper is already provided. But we've got to enlarge our hearts toward every good work that He's put in our hearts. And we've got to get past this thing. It's just about me. And every time the enemy comes in and faces you with lack, now you know what you're going to do, aren't you? You're going to ask him for. You're going to ask God for double. But you know what? If God could do that for this, well, I'm not really a country pastor. I'm from Houston, but I mean, I was in a country country town. If God could do that for me and 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 give, He gave me the grace. I didn't have the ability to do it. I think they were already in their building when I finally gave the. But I mean, you, you understand, it doesn't matter. The point is that grace came. And, and so it will for you. And I want to encourage you to enlarge your hearts today. That your life, God intends for your life to be more than just you paying your bills. And if you will open your heart to whatever He's put on your heart, His grace will provide enough and now I don't know, guys, where you're at. And I don't know your part. But I'm telling you, I don't know how many people are watching by streaming. But I'm just going to say what I have in my heart. God can do it through one person. I believe there's $10 million in this room and on streaming. I believe it's here. I believe, I believe the grace... Now that's not going to that's not going to build the building because there's other partners. But I'm telling you, we who are here and who are in unity and who have received the benefit of this conference, listen, guys, it's not enough for us just to be warmed and fed and blessed. We we need to we need to fight, seek God about our part. You say, well, you know, I don't know what my I'm not I'm not, I'm not receiving an offering unless Andrew wants me to. But I'm tell, I believe. I believe that I believe that there's faith, there's grace, and in a response of faith for ten million dollars.
Amen. I'm just speaking what what I hear. He said, boy, I like this message until now. (laughs) But see, here's the deal, guys. Look, I didn't have the 100,000. I think I had 2,000... I think I had two thousand dollars seed toward what I was. I just sowed what I had. But you can't do nothing, though. You start with what's in your hand, but then you say, "God, I'm enlarging my heart." How many is your? How many of your lives have been changed by this ministry? No, no. Keep your hand up, Andrew and Jamie. You guys look around. I, I don't see anybody's hand that's not up. Listen, guys, if you've been fed, if you've been blessed, if your life has been changed, you know, you, you might think you might, have, you might have a carnal thought or two like, like somebody, uh, you know, hey, what do we need to build another building for? We need to do all... Listen, that's not my business. My, that's His business. He's got to answer to God. But, and, and that's what He put in His heart. I didn't like it when they moved from Buena Vista here. My flesh screamed and cried over the minister's conference because it was, you know, it was intimate and all that. But now I've seen, I've seen the fruit. It's grown and it's going to keep growing. And the bottom line is this, guys, it's not about me, is it? It's not about you, is it? We've got, we've got to change the world. And I, I'm asking you, I'm asking you, what is, what's, what's God's grace to you? I know this, it's enough. And it's extra. Amen? You have the grace to prosper. And I'm asking you to pray. Well, what I am going to ask you to do is to pray about your part. And, and if God speaks something to you, let Andrew know. Listen, I, but do not tell him I'm pledging X amount of dollars and you don't, you don't give anything toward it. There's no faith with that. So you know what? I have, I have this in my heart. I have $10,000. I've got, you know, I want to be one of these partners, but I'm going to do more. And, and, but this is what I have. And this is what I can do every month. Amen? The grace to prosper. No pressure on us. Amen? It's, pre- it's God. He birthed it. I'm responding to it. Man, it, there was no sweat with me with that $100,000. I wasn't happy that it, didn't, it took a year and a half to get in. But you know what? <laughs> That's more than you gave. Most of you. Amen? Praise God. Well, let's stand up together. All right. Well, Greg, we're going to have to take up an offering. (laughs) I tell you what, we're going to let you go on break, but let's have our guys come down here and put the buckets across the front and ask people to go on break. They can come up here. But let me just add to this the same thing he was saying. Yeah, this is before the building. I was so blessed by Greg doing that. I've had other pastors do this, and it just overwhelms me that people take ownership of my vision and help me accomplish my vision. But, you know, it came back. They're blessed. And I remember a church I was at in Merritt Island, Florida, 400 people, and the pastor said that God told him they were supposed to give $50,000. And the people just all were overwhelmed. And he says, he read the scripture, 2 Corinthians 8 that God gives seed to the sower. And he said, now you may not have $1,000, but the Lord showed me there's 50 people that will give $1,000.
And he says, if you don't have it, God said he'd give seed to the sower. How many of you, if God gave you $1,000 in the next four days during the time I was there, that you would give it in the offering? And so 50 people raised their hand. And he says, all right, God promised he'd give seed to the sower. And so he had people uh, just pray and do that. Over those four days, we started having testimonies. One guy was he already had $1,000 in his bank, and so he wrote out the check in the morning, went to his work, and they were going to give it that night in the offering. When he got to work, his boss called him in and increased his job, promoted him, and gave him a $4,000 per month raise. And he came back and said, man, God gave it to me, and not only did I give 1000 but I got all of this, and he's still reaping it. And other people started testifying, and people were being given two and three and $4,000 for $1,000 gift. So anyway, what Greg's talking about is true. And uh, he also said, I'd tell you how to get rid of this love of money. You know how you do it? You give it away. <laughs> you won't be covetous anymore if you just give that seed away. So anyway, we're going to give you an opportunity. Let's just pray. Then we'll bless you. We'll go on break. And if you want to give, you come up here and put the money in the buckets. Do you want to say something, Lawson, or Lawson's excited. Lawson's a big giver. He's helped us a lot. He's aggressive. Father, we love you, and we thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you that you meet all of our need and extra. I thank you, Father, that everything it takes to build these buildings will come in plus extra so that we'll be able to bless other people. And I believe for every person here, Whatever you put in their heart, I thank you that, Father, you are going to bring it to pass regardless of the time involved. We just thank you and we receive it. And we receive that word that Greg has that among these people and those watching by the live streaming, that, Father, there will be $10 million come in through these people. We thank you and we agree and receive it and bless them back in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. You can come give. You're on your break.